Amazon delivers solid earnings numbers, a billionaire investor doesn't believe the FANG stocks are overvalued, and is Apple a buy after solid earnings numbers? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And the markets, well, they are red today with the Dow Jones down 222 points, NASDAQ down 133, S&P 500 down 33, and the rest 2K down nearly 30. Meanwhile, the VIX moving up 8.23%. So what is going on in the marks today? What is moving the markets to the downside? Well, it seems to just be a little bit of selling, maybe a sell the news event on earnings. Who really knows? But what I do know is that Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Amazon all delivered solid earnings numbers. Oh, and let's not leave out AMD and Qualcomm. And they're presenting currently opportunities in the market. So there's a lot of opportunities being presented so far today in the market. And we're going to talk about those later, but we have to get into the biggest headline um, in the past 48 hours. And that is Amazon. Now, Amazon delivered very solid numbers. And a lot of people, you know, there's some harsh bear takes on this that I heavily disagree with. So we're going to get into it all. But Amazon proved the bears wrong once again. The bears were saying, ah, Amazon's a stay-at-home stock. People are going to stop shopping on Amazon when we start to come out of the pandemic. Well, Amazon just proved all of that to be bullshit. At the end of the day, Amazon is continuing to grow at a record pace. Net sales for the quarter increased 44% over a year to $108 billion for the first quarter of 2021, okay? And that is significantly better than the $75.5 billion in Q1 2020. Now, it's not done there. If we take a look at operating cash flow, Amazon's operating cash flow up 69% to $67.2 billion year over year. Free cash flow increased to $26.4 billion from the Q1 2020 level of $24.3 billion. And we're still not done. If we really dig into the numbers here, operating income increased to $8.9 billion from $4 billion. So operating income on a year-over-year basis more than doubled. Not only that, but net income increased to $8.1 billion from $2.5 billion, more than doubling. And then if we shift into a segment-by-segment, international and U.S. both saw extreme net sales growth. And on top of that, AWS, which was the headline of of the night. So Amazon Web Services, which is pretty much the future of Amazon, I would say, outside of their e-commerce segments, um, you know, Amazon Web Services, cloud um, businesses. Um, and really what it comes down to is AWS has a huge list of customers and they saw 32% growth year over year in net sales. And on top of that, operating income increased 35% year over year. Now, as I said, there's this bare thesis out there that Amazon is going to see a decline in sales as the country reopens, um, as the world comes out of this pandemic. Well, we've come pretty far out of the pandemic and Amazon is still seeing consistent sales growth. And I think they're wrong. Talk to anyone around you and they're shopping on Amazon, especially the younger generations, the older generations, uh, you know, the moms and dads in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, those people are literally in all likelihood, the last generation that truly um, does the majority of their shopping, not online. Meanwhile, all the younger generations are statistically shopping more online. And let's not even get into the opportunity over the next five to 10 years for Amazon. I mean, if you take a look at e-commerce penetration in the U.S., 
on an overall retail basis. Um, overall retail penetration in the U.S. is still significantly under 20% by, uh, I believe, 3 or 4%. Um, so really, if you look to the future in the next 5 to 10 years, let's say that e-commerce retail penetration in the U.S. gets to you know 25% at a minimum. Amazon is going to see a drastic increase in business given the sheer volume of the e-commerce business of the e-commerce industry that Amazon maintains. Um, and really that's why Amazon has been such a big target by monopoly naysayers, by people who argue that Amazon is too strong, um, by Congress saying that these companies are too strong. Amazon is a huge portion of online retail, um, and they're going to continue to maintain that. And as the e-commerce industry as a whole continues to grow, Amazon is also going to continue to see more business. And I believe, and a lot of others do, and everything is leaning this way, if you're not shifting the e-commerce, you are not going to be in business in 10 years. Everyone is shifting the e-commerce, and Amazon is at the head of that. And not only that, but they're in the streaming game. Also, if we take a look outside of the streaming game, they're getting into healthcare. As we've seen, they're getting into artificial intelligence. So Amazon is really branching off. They're pretty much all over. And I disagree with the bear case that Amazon is going to, you know, see terrible numbers in the next few quarters because, you know, oh, the pandemic really boosted their numbers. Yeah, the pandemic helped them, but they were seeing consistently strong growth prior to the pandemic prior to the pandemic, and they're going to continue to see it. So in my opinion, I take a look at Amazon stock today and it is acting ridiculously priced. I mean, Amazon right now is not even up a full percent. It's up 0.2% on this news, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And if you're looking at Amazon right now, it's up six points. It's about to go red on the day after these record, after these strong earnings numbers, not record earnings numbers, but near record numbers. So at the end of the day, this is what you do. If Amazon goes red today, if this thing hits 34.50, buy it. This thing is a smoking deal. If you take a look at the upgrades, we got upgrades across the board by the analysts. The firms love it, the institutions love it, and the retail investors should love it. Because at the end of the day, Amazon is a consistent grower, and when you can when you compare Amazon to some of these wannabe fang stocks, the valuation really isn't terrible. And that's what Leon Cooperman is also arguing, which, you know, that takes us right into what Leon Cooperman has said. Now, Leon Cooperman, he's a billionaire investor. He's often giving interviews on CNBC, Market Watch, Bloomberg. So a few days ago, in fact, yesterday, um, he was on CNBC. And Leon Cooperman pretty much said he's not worried about valuations when it comes to the big tech names, the FANG stocks. In fact, he said, quote, when I look at Alphabet, 28 times earnings, Microsoft, 33 times earnings, these are very real, substantive companies generating substantial cash. I don't look at them as being overvalued, Cooperman said. Now, he went on to say, quote, the market has been very self-corrective in the sense that FANG stocks are not expensive, but aspiring FANG stocks are very expensive, and they've been corrected in serious w- in a serious way. The whole slowdown in the SPAC area is self-correcting. I 100% agree with these assumptions here. Thing is not outrageously overvalued. In fact, if you look at a six-month chart or a one-year chart of Amazon here, you can see that Thing has pretty much been flat trading in within a range since July. Most of the Thing stocks, all of them but Google. And if we really zoom in on Amazon here, you see that exact pattern. And 
July, early July, like July 7th of 2020, Amazon peaked and then it moved way to the upside to a record number of around 35.36 um, mid-August and came right back down and it's been trading within a range between roughly 35.30 and all the way down to right around 29.80. So really what do you do with Amazon? It's been flat for roughly seven, eight, nine months um, and it's really not been doing much. Today, it's about to go red on very strong earnings numbers. Numbers. I think you buy Amazon if it dips here. Very strong company. If you want more on those earnings, if you want more on Amazon, there is a breakdown dropping right after this podcast releases on Amazon uh, at runningwiththemoney.com. Go check that out. An entire breakdown on Amazon. Now, digging into the biggest analyst calls of the day, City named FedEx a top earnings winner. FedEx is a strong company. They've had their struggles here and there. Personally, I like UPS more, um, but you know, that is a call to know. Now, Bank of America, this ships right back into Amazon here. Reiterated, Amazon is a top stock to own. I 100% agree with Bank of America. Not only do the earnings that they just delivered, but the record of the earnings that they continue to deliver and have delivered in the past. And not only that, but if you look at Amazon management, yeah, they're losing Jeff Bezos, but the guy coming right in behind them, Andy I believe it's Andy Dassey. I mean, my oh my, uh, he has a heck of a track record. He's been with Amazon since like the 1990s um, when it was founded. And he ran AWS all the way up until now um, to where it currently is. So overall, uh, Amazon, a solid pick for the long term. Now, Wells raised its price target on JP Morgan to $190 um, per share from $165. I like this call. I think the banks are over the long term, over the next uh, year to two to three years here. So more of a midterm call here. I do believe that the banks are going to continue to move to the upside. If you take a look at the overall market and the financial sector specifically, and you take a look at valuations, um, valuations in the financials, especially the big banks, are very low when compared to the rest of the market. And the banks have been out of favor for quite a long time. So it wouldn't be surprising to see the banks continue to rally, especially as the economy grows stronger once again. And then finally, Gunningham initially DraftKings as a buy. Now, I like DraftKings, but it has been moving to the upside quite a bit. And as sports gambling online is legalized and continues to be legalized state by state, DraftKings, Penn National are going to continue to see very strong growth. So what do you want to do with DraftKings? Well, right now, it is currently just kind of sitting muted. After quite a run off of a November low from 36, it's all the way up to 56. I like it. Um, I don't think it's run too far. In the past three months, it's only run 4%, but on a year-to-date basis, 20%. So this is what you do with DraftKings. If you want to get in on the online sports spending space, I think you either go with, in my personal opinion, DraftKings or Penn National. I think they both moved a lot to the upside, but right now I do like DraftKings and Penn National would be second up. Um, At the end of the day, though, I would hold both. If you really are big on the sports betting space, you really like the sports betting space, why not own both? Why not split your capital that you would allocate to the sports betting space? Why not allocate that 50-50? DraftKings, Penn National, and whichever one eventually comes out on top, shift over to if you really want to. Um, But that is my opinion on the call there. Now, shifting into Apple, we need to talk Apple once again. Now, we went through their earnings on the episode Wednesday. And after I went through those earnings and after the breakdown dropped on Apple, there was a lot of conversation um, on social media. There was a lot of conversation uh, just from a lot of market analysts. And the notes were pretty much this. Very strong quarter. 
Is this uh, maintainable for Apple? And then the semiconductor shortage, a lot of semiconductor worries. So what we are seeing right now is we're seeing Microsoft, Apple, uh, Google even, uh, not performing the best on their earnings numbers because of the semi-shortage. And then you're also seeing industrials like Ford, Cat, also getting hit on the semiconductor shortage. A lot of great companies are reporting outstanding numbers and they're going down on semiconductor shortage fears. Now, you do not want to sell Apple here down 1.4%. You want to be buying Apple. This is an opportunity in Apple. The management team is excellent. They're seeing consistent growth across all of their products, and the Mac and iPad just got a huge boost, and the M1 chip is coming to the iPad, which is awesome. As we saw, the Mac got a significant boost in sales after the M1 was implemented, so it will be very interesting to see what happens when the M1 is implemented in the iPad. Not only that, but Apple has this ecosystem around them. They have Apple TV, Apple Watch, Apple CarPlay. They have Apple Pay. They have all this whole entire ecosystem that locks the user in and forces them to get other subscriptions. Um, and that is genius. So we saw solid services growth. Um, we saw solid Apple Watch TV and accessories growth, Mac growth, iPad growth, iPhone growth. Um, so overall, Apple it's a very strong company. They're investing into the United States. I think retail investors will like that. That could be a last motivator to get someone in. They're like, okay, Apple is investing in the U.S. Why not? You know, I'm an American. Invest in them. Um, furthermore, we have to talk about management here. Management has done a very strong job. Tim Cook and his team have led Apple to more success year over year over year, and they have put away the doubts every single quarter. So, What do I do with Apple? Well, you probably know what I'm going to say. You own it, you don't trade it, and you buy more when it dips. Apple is an opportunity here. And, you know, this really shifts us into what to do with these names that are delivering strong numbers and going down on semiconductor shortage fears. You want to buy them, okay? You just want to buy them. When Fang dips, you buy it. So I see a Facebook. They delivered strong numbers. They're falling. And a lot of people are saying Facebook is undervalued. A lot of people. 326 bucks a share right here. If this stock comes down, if Facebook comes down at all, if it comes down to say 300, buy it. It's a solid name to pick up there. Um, also, let's take a look at Google. They didn't have an, an outstanding reaction to their earnings. They did something very similar to Amazon. They spiked in the after hours and then they came back down. So let's take a look at Google here. They delivered strong numbers. Um, it's currently sitting at 23.57. It's continued to move to the upside. It, it's down 34 points today. If this stock comes down to 2300, buy it. At the end of the day, the Fang names are names that you want to hold for the long term. They are technology names, growth names that are going to continue to move to the upside, continue to see growth. And, you know, I don't really see anything stopping them. I don't think Congress is going to because so far for the past, what, five years now, however long they've been doing these hearings, they've done nothing. It's all talk, no action out of the politicians per usual. So this is what you want to do here. Ignore the bear case when it comes to the apples or the Amazons of the world. Because frankly, they're always proved wrong. Always. So, you know, the bears are attacking Apple right now because management said, yeah, um, due to the semi-shortage in the third quarter, we could see a 3 to $4 billion knock on revenues. Okay, they can still take that 3 to $4 billion knock and still see very, very strong growth to the upside in sales and revenue. So, really, yeah. It sucks, but it does not justify a sell-off in the stock uh, of significant proportions, at least. So overall, um, I take a look at the market today, and this is what I see. 
I see a lot of opportunity being presented, especially in Fang um, and Microsoft, tag on Microsoft. So, you know, I see Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and Amazon all down. I'd be a buyer of Apple and Amazon today if those positions um, were not already maxed out and if I had enough cash um, to open a significant position um, that I felt comfortable with. So I'm waiting to see what happens with Amazon. If it continues to dip, I'll probably be changing some things in the portfolio to add Amazon back in. The semiconductor is getting slammed today. Qualcomm is down 2.91% after delivering very solid numbers and defeating the doubters. I like Qualcomm. You buy Qualcomm. Same with AMD. Down 2.81%. Buy AMD. Buy Qualcomm. I mean, are you kidding me? NVIDIA is also, is you know, these semiconductor names are going to continue to grow. Semiconductor demand right now is outrageous. If NVIDIA drops below 600, say it drops below 590, buy it. Um, now, Salesforce, Shopify. Also, Shopify delivered solid numbers at the top of the week, currently down 4%. If that thing goes down to 1150 why not start picking it up if you want an e-commerce name in the portfolio? Salesforce consistently, consistently doubted. I think they're going to do an excellent job with the Slack acquisition. Go buy a Salesforce. I like it. Now, also, two names that have been getting a lot of hype lately, Pinterest, Twitter, um, the social media names, but specifically Pinterest and Twitter. So if we take a look at Pinterest, they delivered solid numbers. You can see the earnings numbers on my Twitter page or go to their investor relations and get them, but very solid numbers. They saw user growth, revenue growth um, in the e-commerce involvement in Pinterest and opportunity is really what people are liking. Um, so if you take a look at Pinterest, it is very opportune for e-commerce companies to come in, partner up and really build out an e-commerce platform within Pinterest. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's very successful. They have partnerships with Shopify and Etsy. So overall, I like Pinterest. I think it is a name to own. Twitter, on the other hand, not delivering the best numbers from the sounds of it. A lot of the implementations or new features that they've talked about adding to Twitter are quite a ways out. So in the short term, you might want to shift over to a name such as Pinterest um, as it is red. It's currently at 66. I think it's an opportunity right down around a support. It's consistently bounced at the $65 mark. Um, in fact, it's bounced at right around roughly 65 bucks, one, two, three, four, five times. So definitely a name to check out. Now, um, if you're really looking for opportunity in this market, if you really are looking for opportunities in the market, this is what you want to do. You want to buy the names when they are hated, not when they are loved. Um, and I've talked about this. I talked about it yesterday. A lot of great investors will say this. You want to buy the beaten down great names that are really just selling off on a bear case that's unsubstantiated. So we saw this recently and we saw this in the past few days um, on a name uh, in the short term, such as a Tesla. Now, this name was beaten down. Tesla, the fundamentals behind it in the long term are quite strong. They delivered not so bad earnings. You take a look at Tesla and yes, it's up a crap ton over the past year, year and a half, two years. Um, but there is almost this aura behind it. There's almost, it's a cult-like stock. And management continues to deliver solid numbers, um, solid growth, and solid innovation. And they are way ahead of the game um, when it comes to electric vehicles. Tesla is the clear leader. So if you're looking to get in the EV market, I think you buy Tesla. It's currently a 705. On those numbers, it was all the way down under 700. Um, so I do think you can nibble on it, make take a very small position because Tesla stock is very difficult, but I like Tesla here. But, you know, it was hated there for about a day, 
or two. Um, but really, you want to buy the names that have been hated for weeks, months, or even years um, that are fundamentally solid. They've just never really been in favor with the market. And eventually, once the market sees that those names are undervalued, they will come back in the favor and you could potentially see a lot of upside profit. I am still watching Square and PayPal, both my two top picks for fintech, um, very successful companies. If those names continue to sell off, could be a solid buy. I think Square is a solid buy here. $243 per share. PayPal currently sitting at $262. I'd buy both if I was going in the fintech space. I'd split my capital 50-50 that I wanted to devote to fintech, but that's just my personal opinion. So a lot of opportunities. Check out the technologies today, the financials today. Check out um, the basic materials and the industrial. Some opportunities there. Boeing, I'm seeing opportunity and I think Boeing is a buy as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. We'll be back on Monday with the latest market news. Talk to markets per usual. So eat, sleep, profit. See you then. And Oh, and by the way, use the weekend to do your research on names that you want to add to the portfolio. Know the facts and know the basis for your investment before you buy. The weekends are great for figuring out what you want to invest in next. Eat, sleep, profit. Trade on. See you then.